Hey guys, this is Rick coming at you with Weed to No Basis, the podcast for all things cannabis business related. Are you an entrepreneur? Have something you wanted to create, something you wanted to bring to life in the cannabis industry? Maybe you've always wanted to partake in one of the biggest industries in modern day history. This is the podcast to listen to. Hey guys, this is Rick from Weed to No Basis, and you're here live with us at our hemp quarters. And remember, if you're watching this, it's because you too have a weed to no basis. You are on a weed to no basis. That's a special thing. But guys, seriously, we're here. You know, we, we have a variety of locations that we record in. And I got to say, this is my favorite. And this is my favorite. We talked about this in another episode. This is my favorite place because this is literally our home. This is where Lisa and I were empty nesters. This is where we live in downtown San Antonio. And I, we could go to a studio. You know, we could find a spot or go to a, um, a, there's plenty of podcasting places here in San Antonio, some great ones too, high-end technology and all this. But the fact is, I, again, we already t- touched on this, is, is we want you to be part of our lives. When, when folks engage with us at We Deno Basis or at our other company, GreenSeedCannabisCo.com, we want you to know that there's real people behind there, real people doing real things for the greater good. Now, don't get me wrong, this is our business. This is how we generate income and revenue. Uh, we have a fee-for-service program, and this is how we do it, guys. We, our mission is to help entrepreneurs. Our mission is this. Actually, our mission is this. If you go to greenseedcannabisco.com, our mission states that um, our, we want to help 1,000 cannabis entrepreneurs achieve success by 2025. Stated just like that. But here's the funny thing is before there's a mission, before there's the business, before there's all these things that happen when one decides to step into or take a deep dive into the entrepreneurial landscape or the green sandbox, if you will, basically start a business, is we have to come to grips with certain things. It's it's true. Uh, Not only with family and friends, but especially with family and friends. Sometimes it's with coworkers. Sometimes it's with your, your subordinates or your boss. And maybe you already are an entrepreneur. Then it might be with your, the people who are in your circles. Because like it or not, cannabis is still, when I say cannabis, guys, I mean CBD, hemp, and marijuana and all that it encompasses. It's still a very controversial industry. It's still not quite accepted, even though statistically, I think it's 65 to 67 percent of Americans uh, support cannabis marijuana legalization, even though by and large we are majority supporting it, it's still misunderstood. So in other words, if there's 10 people in front of you, six will support it, but I guarantee you only one or two actually grasp it. You see, the, the fact is, guys, because the industry is emerging from the dark ages. It just is. It's about 50, 60 years old. This isn't new. That'll be another episode. This isn't a new industry. The green rush didn't just happen. It's been going on for five decades. But here's the thing. Here's where I'm going with this is I had to come to grips with something very, very personal. When, when I decided, and then my wife, because we worked together, uh, supported me when we both decided that we were going to start something. We wanted to become industry thought leaders. We wanted to be people who move the needle forward for cannabis entrepreneurs. We had to come, to come to grips with a lot of things. One was our family, honestly. We did another episode on how we talked to our kids about that. It's called, um, what was it called, Chris? The In the Weeds? Birds in the Weeds? Yeah, it was the, so go back and listen to that one. It's Birds in the Weeds episode, guys. And that was how uh, really coming to grips uh, without being feeling like a hypocrite with, with my children who are grown up. But then there's other segments of life. 
And today is really gonna, it's, it's gonna get your shorts in a wad. It, it is, and it may, it may cause some friction with some people, because it did with me. And if it does, that means we're touching something. We're touching a nerve. And guys, the fact is, as an entrepreneur, is I don't like to play in the mushy middle. You're either Walmart or Macy's. You're either good or evil. You have to be polarizing, guys, as an entrepreneur. You have to be, uh, be polarized so you attract your tribe and repel the ones who aren't. And so today's topic is going to do just that because cannabis and Christianity. I'm just going to say it. Those three words, cannabis and Christianity, or insert whatever religion you are. I happen to be a Christian. Uh, and I'll probably share some things with you. You will hear this maybe for the first time in your life about me. And again, you're either going to like me a little more or you're going to like me a little less. Promise you, you will. And that's okay. Because guys, when you draw your line in the sand, you better fucking stand by that line. When you draw your line in the sand as an entrepreneur, you better stand firm. And that's what happened. But let me give you some background. I get a little, I get a little excited about certain topics and this is one of them. So... We're in 2019 as we record this. We're in about to be in the summer of 19. And I want to say about four or five years ago. So 2014, 13, somewhere around there, guys, uh, I was baptized. I was. I don't, I don't wear, I don't have tattoos of I'm saved. And guys, I, I am a born-again Christian. I am. I don't, again, you don't look in our, walk in our house and see scripture. That's personal for me. But a few years ago, guys, I was at a point in my life, a, an inflection point, and I had to make a decision. And I chose to, to give my life. I did. And it seemed pretty simple then. And let me, let me phrase, let me, let me give you some context. It, it wasn't an easy decision, guys. It, it wasn't just I woke up and a friend said, let's do this. It was through a, a bunch of trials and personal tribulations, um, I decided something had to change for me. And so I did a lot of personal exploration, personal development, and I mean literally went and spent time with Jack Canfield, like at his house, chicken soup for the soul, had tequila with him, Tony Robbins. Um, I then dove into different types of religions. I dove into meditation, philosophy, which I've always loved, even yoga. I took up yoga so I could maybe, maybe I needed some more Zen in my life. And what I was doing, guys, is I was really, I was researching. Now, I was raised Catholic, to be clear. I was raised Catholic. I went to some Catholic schools. I went to catechism, went to all those things. But I wasn't really Catholic. I was just raised that way. I don't know that I, I always believed in God, uh, but I don't know that I necessarily was very staunch in my belief, if that makes sense. But it was a few years ago that I knew something had to change or something was going to give. And um, through a series of conversations, meeting some folks in all walks of life, I, I, and again, doing a lot of exploration, personal development, reading, going to conferences. I went to even Landmark. You guys ever heard of Landmark? That can, those, those weekends can really shift the trajectory of your life. So I did, I did all of that. And what I landed on, guys, was I needed, I, I needed to re-engage with, I did. And it's, I can't explain, it wasn't a book I read, it was a feeling I had. So we had a party. I kid you not. So over the course of really discovering this and meeting with certain pastors and attending multiple churches, uh, we finally decided in February, February, it's cold, uh, to have a party. We had a big pachanga in our backyard. We literally had it catered and all that. I'm like, if we're going to do this, I want everybody in my life to be there. 
my, my mom came, my dad came, brothers, sisters, friends from the past, friends, invited friends. And I want to say we had, how many people there, Lise? For that? Yeah, about a hundred people. I kid you not. And I'm like, wow, this is, and the, the sheer amount of folks there in our backyard in February, and we were outside, uh, was, it was staggering. I realized that I was, I was stepping into something that was way bigger than me, very supportive. And I was baptized. The water was cold. I mean, it was cold, cold. Uh, it was in my, we didn't have a heated pool. We did it in my swimming pool, the backyard. And uh, that's the day that um, it cha I changed, I did. I'm still at my essence me, but something was infused, if you will. And guys, I'm sharing this with you because this topic is, um, it's very near and dear to me, but I'm gonna tell you kind of where this has led and why this is a topic, um, why, why it's a hot button. But I needed you to know where I'm coming from. This isn't just something I read about in Gondrepreneur or um, Inc. Magazine or whatever. This is something that was very personal because it hit me square in the face about four years later. So then as, as life went on, uh, I read scripture every day, guys. It's something I, it's part of my morning habits. So you can watch the episode about routines. It's part of my daily routine. Before my feet hit the ground, I read scripture. That's for me, it's personal. Um, but now let's fast forward to our entrance into the industry. So we initially in entered in the industry and that's episode one, we talk about that, but uh, we were co-founders of a CBD company. It's a national firm now. And I realized that because we were now in this green sandbox, we were being looked at differently. I mean that. Uh, guys, and also I'm very transparent. My wife and I have built and sold some really, really large companies. Uh, we were, uh, we've built and sold one of the largest federal contracting firms in the U.S. So we've made some friends who, who do things, you know, they, they, we just, we have friends, guys, who have some influence. And so now we were playing in a world that was, that I has, I had been raised, was very controversial to stay away from. And I had a very moral and ethical internal dilemma because I was doing what I love to do and that's helping startups, but I was doing it in a business in an industry that I had told was not something to mess with. Make sense? I hadn't drawn my line in the sand yet, guys, which is why I was so torn. I hadn't drawn my line in the sand, but I'm gonna tell you when that line came. It was just a few years ago, and this is exactly how it happened. And guys, you will have your moment. It's a moment. It'll be your moment and you will know it in here. We were at a pool party. Like I kid you not, we were at a pool party and I went up to the, it was, I was wearing a tank top and it was actually here, it was upstairs. We have a pool on the fifth floor and there was a bunch of friends and it wasn't our party, we were invited. So there was 20 people up there, friends and neighbors and grilling and beer and just a summer pool party. And I wore a tank top and I had a snapback on, you know, snapback and I actually have the hat over there. Um, and it's from Dope Magazine. In fact, would you mind grabbing it, Chris? It's just right there on the rack, on the right. This, this is the hat. This is the snapback I was wearing, just so you guys know. It is a, from Dope Magazine. And I had it on, and um, we're gonna put it on now because I'm messing my hair. But I had this hat on. I've had this hat for years, and I'll never get rid of it because it now means something. This hat, and Dave Tran, or the guys at Dope, if you're listening to this, this hat was part and parcel to uh, to this exact story I'm telling you. 
but that's not all you see because as people were coming up um, some friends some friends of friends came upstairs and their kids were swimming and one of them had brought a lunch pail you know those old-fashioned metal lunch pails uh, probably maybe some of you don't but like scooby-doo and all that well get this this was not planned but one of the lunch pails that he had brought and he was just kind of poking fun like he had a sub sandwich in there was um, Cheech and Chong I swear to goodness guys it was a lunchbox and it had Cheech and Chong up in smoke. They were on the lunchbox. And I'm like, always the unashamed marketer is I, I grabbed my wife, Lisa, and I said, hey, Lisa, get a picture. And she said, of what? And I said, of me with the snapback. And I had the lunch pail on my shoulder here like this. And um, I said to get a picture. So she took the picture and we posted it on social media. And it was fun. It was just fun. Just in the way I'm telling you guys, there's kids splashing in the pool, there's friends drinking margaritas, where guys, nobody was smoking weed, I just wanna be clear. This was just an, an, an adult party. I live in Texas. I just wanna be clear, this wasn't a pot smoking, bowl packing party. We were at the pool having fun with family and friends. I was wearing a hat. Somebody brought a lunchbox, we took a photo, and we posted on Instagram, actually my wife posted it, and about two days later, there was an uproar. And I was confused. Um, I, was, I was confused and my initial reaction to what somebody reposted back was, um, it, uh, it really it ate at me because they challenged me as a Christian because I had a lunchbox and a hat on. A hat on and a lunchbox on my shoulder. In fact, I, I don't remember the words verbatim and the post has probably been, probably been removed by the poster. And I want, I'm not about bashing people, guys. This isn't about who did it. This isn't, I'm not attacking the person. I'm attacking the problem. I want you to be, I want, I want to be clear about that. I'm not about attacking people. I'm about attacking problems. And um, they said, so from, so we used to own CrossFit gyms. The post almost verbatim was from CrossFit gym owner to born-again Christian to pothead and something like what is this world coming to and it was a it was a derogatory post guys and and in and of itself you might be thinking well that's not too bad this and that but I'm just gonna share with you guys that was about the third or fourth poke from this very same person and this this person guys man or woman doesn't matter is from a very prominent very large very well-known company in the state of Texas and um, not only that, they're fr I, I still consider him a friend. I just said him. Freudian slip. We've had wine with this family. We've had dinner with them. We know his kids. He knows our kids. Um, anyway, I, it was hurtful. Honestly, guys, I was, my first reaction was I was hurt uh, that this person would say that because you know what they forgot to mention? They forgot to mention father. They forgot to mention ER trauma nurse, U.S. Army veteran times two. They forgot to mention a lot of other things which really makes me who I am. Probably a lot like you. There's, you cannot be defined by three words. You, you guys watching this, man, woman, or child, there's so much more to you. And to have somebody who you thought was close define you as CrossFit gym owner, born again Christian, and a pothead, and I'm 51 motherfucking years old, guys. And I was, then that's what happened, is then it flipped and the trigger went off and I was angry. 
I was so incensed. I'm like, how can this person, after knowing them and their family for that long, define me with those three words, phrases, sentences? And guys, I really had to step away. I had to put on my stoic hat because I didn't want to be defined by my reaction. And before I could do anything, our friends responded. Friends who had come out of the proverbial green closet and they responded and they responded. And if this was, if this was real life, this would have been like a Game of Thrones episode. I'm kidding you not, guys. They ripped this guy a new one. I mean, I was like, holy shit. I was reading these posts and I was thinking, oh my God, I cannot believe. And as I'm telling you that, guys, this, if you're listening or watching, I'm getting chills because I thought I didn't expect it. I didn't ask for it. And I just realized that I had to plant my, I had to plant my flag. I had to draw my line in the sand. I had to decide. I had to decide, am I going to make everybody happy and be the wishy-washy guy? Or am I going to say, fuck this, or oh, hell no, and take my stance in the green sandbox? And you know damn well what we did, because we've launched several more businesses. I wear this hat proudly. And I think that's where this, aims, this, where this stems from, guys. While the title is Cannabis and Christianity... Um, because there were other posts, guys. There, there was another one where this same person's, uh, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned in a post on my page a long time ago, uh, and I give a talk about this, guys. So 25,000 years ago, and you can Google this, is the first known usage of cannabis, of hemp. It was about 25,000 BC. It was about 12,000 BC, guys. I'm pulling from memory. I believe the first known or recorded usage of cannabis as a consumable is, was written down historically, 25,000 BC and 12,000 BC. That's a long time ago. And I had made a post and I give talks. And when I give talks, I pull statistics guys. And um, I've given talks to some prominent groups and use some of these statistics, basically letting them know that this isn't new. This, this plant isn't new. It's been around before it was, it's biblical in nature. And, and I referred that in a post one time, meaning it's very, very old. And this son of a bitch made a comment, prove to me, show me the scripture. And I was like, dude, I was just using it as a comparison. I wasn't saying anything like that, but here's what happened on that post. We had biblical scholars posting and they were saying things, guys, about the burning bush. Remember that story? And I realized that my stance in the sand wasn't just a line, it was a trench. I realized, guys, that I didn't have to just draw a line in the sand. It was a trench. And then I realized by virtue of the onslaught that came at us more and more is that we had built a moat. And that's the message here today, guys. So yes, for me, it was cannabis and Christianity. Maybe for you, it's cannabis and Hinduism. Maybe it's cannabis and Islam. Maybe it's cannabis and Catholicism and Luther, whatever it is. Maybe it's cannabis and you being a Druid. Whatever it is, is if you don't draw the line, somebody's going to draw it for you. So don't let your emotion get the best of you. Don't feed the anger. Don't feed the trolls who are going to say stuff. Don't. Step away. Step away. I'm, I'm telling you guys now from experience, my religion was attacked because of my business. The way that I feed my family, the way that we make our wheel go every day was attacked, was attacked head on. I wanted to share that with you guys today because I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. I do. I think, it's, I think this is the storm before the calm. 
And while I didn't know this type of thing existed, uh, I, 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 never, I never experienced this kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, like a mob, yeah, mob mentality, uh, this, this secular attack. I, 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 would, I never would have imagined that, guys. I never would have, but it happened. So part of the episode today, guys, is just is this, brace yourself. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not ever going to tell you to back away from your belief system. Never. In fact, I would say your belief system is what makes you part of who you are. Stand by it. What I'm saying, guys, is that we need to begin to shift our mentality, not around um, our business practices, not around uh, the type of business we're in, CBD, hemp, or marijuana. What we need to shift our mindset around is our religious thinking. We're supposed to be free about that, aren't we? Aren't we? I mean, aren't we supposed to have certain freedoms? Not only with religion, guys, but with the work we choose. Guys, when we do legal work, we're not breaking laws. I, I don't have a freaking grow outside of my patio with marijuana. I don't, I don't have a bunch of indica plants out here. I'm not drying weed in our back room. Guys, we run a legal, we don't even plant touch, guys. We run an incubator program for cannabis startups. Get that. This motherfucker said things about us without even knowing what we do. Supposedly, he knew who we are. Guys, draw your trench in the sand today. Stand by who you are. Stand by your beliefs, no matter who gets torqued by them. Promise you, you will be a better human for it. You will be a better entrepreneur, a better business owner, and you will see who your tribe really is. I need to get myself a glass of water, guys. I'm a little fired up. But that's what today was about, guys. Cannabis and Christianity. Insert Christianity with whatever religion or belief system you have, guys. And I want you to think about it. I want you to ponder it. I don't want you to swing back. What I want you to do is put your stoic philosopher cap on, step back, leave us a comment. Tell us about it. Talk to us. Together, guys, we can move the needle forward. Remember, alone you go fast, together we go far. Cannabis and Christianity, hot topic thing, guys. That's what I said today really, really happened. Go back, listen to this. I'm sure those posts were deleted, so don't waste your time going scrolling through old Instagram feeds, guys, because that was a long time ago. All I'm saying, guys, is it's time. It's time we band together. Band of brothers, band of sisters, not around religion, but around something that we care deeply about, and that's the business of cannabis. Thank you guys for listening today. Remember, I want you guys to leave a comment, good, bad, or indifferent. I don't care where you're at in the world right now, pro or anti-cannabis. Your opinion matters either way, guys. And you already know me. I'll get fired up behind the scenes, but I'll be a gentleman in front of the camera. Remember, guys, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, Weed to No Basis, it's because you, too, are on a Weed to No Basis. Have an awesome, awesome, fantastic rest of your day, week, life, month. Peace out. Peace out.